Hey, it's Joyce. Every week, I have the chance to chat with an interesting, inspiring human and to share that conversation with you. Join me as I walk and talk with entrepreneurs, adventurers, and all sorts of people who are working hard to empower women and make the world a better place. Now listen, this is not some highly polished, formally produced podcast. It's just two humans out for a walk with the chance to learn from each other. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and join us. Hey everyone, Joyce here. Welcome to today's Walk and Talk, where our guest is Zakia Blaine. She has maybe the world's greatest title. She is a professional overcomer. She is also a motivational speaker, a mother, and she is the founder and CEO of FBF Body, which we're going to talk a fair bit about. It is one of the leading body positive lifestyle brands out there, and she has been motivating the masses with her inspirational and relatable health and wellness journey, along with a healthy dose of tell it like it is advice on social media platforms and on her website and all the places for a decade. So welcome, and thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to talk with your community um, and just share what I've been doing for the last 10 years. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be fun. So we were chatting a little bit before we went live. Uh, and what I didn't know about you is that you were a teacher before you started on this journey. So in, I think actually you're still an educator, really, at the heart of what you do. But can you Absolutely. share a little bit about, right, the journey that led you from the classroom to doing the work that you're doing now? Well, I um, have, was a teacher for uh, over a decade in the Philadelphia School District. And when I was 31, 32, I was diagnosed with a brain disorder called Chiari malformation. Um, and what Chiari malformation is, it means that your brain stem dips too far into your spinal cord. And it causes you to have migraines, um, vertigo, just a whole lot of different um, side effects come with the brain disorder. So uh, I retired when I was 34 years old due to having a brain disorder. And that is kind of what led into FBS. Uh, well, I had actually started FBS before I retired. Um, and can I, can I stop you for just a, a second? Because you're sort of like, yeah, I have this, I have this horrible brain disorder and I got diagnosed and it changed my whole life. But I, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm curious. And I think it's always really interesting to hear because I suspect that getting from the, I'm having these headaches, I'm having these, uh, these symptoms to actually getting that diagnosis of something that most of us have not heard of before was in and mm -hmm. of itself a little bit of a journey. It was, it was because that was where I became an advocate for um, advocating for yourself in the medical space. I yeah, had I, been I, having, yeah. yeah, I had been having yeah. headaches for a while and uh, initially, you know, went to my primary doctor and said, hey, you know, I'm having these headaches. I was having really bad vertigo, like, I, you know, to the point where I couldn't even drive. Sometimes I would get dizzy. Um, and, you know, at first they were like, okay, well, we're going to give you this medication, you know. And I'm like, okay, fine. Gave me the medication. The headache still persisted. And I'm like, no, something else is wrong with me. You know, these are not just like regular everyday headaches. Something, Something's wrong. Um, 
went back multiple times, probably to this particular doctor, maybe like three times. And then I'm like, well, you know, in my head, I'm like, why won't you give me an MRI? You know what I mean? Like I have insurance. I don't understand what the problem is. If I'm telling you something's wrong with my head, why aren't we just going to take a picture and see what's going on? So I ended up switching doctors, went to a new doctor, and literally the first appointment, he was like, okay, we're going to send you in for an MRI. Went and got the MRI, and that's when they found the Chiari. And so, again, for me, it was just really knowing, listening to my body and advocating for myself when going to doctors and being dismissed. Um, and so I've been an advocate for that because I just most recently had another instance with that, but we'll get into that later. But, yeah, that's how it initially happened. You know, I always want to encourage women who have been down a similar path to share that story because I do think that we can't be reminded often enough that we do have to be our own advocates. And mm -hmm. listen, if we're tuned in, we know our bodies. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when they're not listening, sometimes we need else. to speak louder. But more, right, more often, exactly, you've got to go someplace else. So just I appreciate you sharing that because it just, as I said, I think it's something that we have to keep hearing over and over and be reminded of. Okay, so you have this diagnosis. You decide that this is the time you need to retire from teaching. Uh, mm -hmm. And then what? Well, prior to me retiring, I had actually started FBF because, again, I had been diagnosed prior to me retiring. Um, I didn't want to quit teaching, but it was kind of like I was always – in and out of work on disability because like I was when I first got diagnosed I really didn't know how to manage my symptoms and so I was you know again always out on disability and the school district kind of gave me an ultimatum they said you know either you come back to work or you have to retire and so prior to me retiring when I first got my diagnosis I was put on a bunch of medication and this medication made me stutter it um, affected my cognition. It made me lose my memory. So that's when I looked at diet and exercise as a way to get off of my meds. And that's really how FBF was born. Um, because, I, again, I started looking at diet and exercise. And so I wanted to create something that would help people be proactive in their health and not wait until something happened for them to take action, but give them the tools where they could take action before something happened. And so SBF was actually um, founded in 2012, and I retired in 2014. Ah, so I had been so, two years in business prior to me retiring. You know, this is the whole wave of the of behind functional medicine. And our, what's, mm -hmm. like so much that's wrong with our whole system, which is we'll just wait until you get sick and then we'll give you medication to try to treat the symptoms. And most people in the medical profession don't want to talk to you about how to be well. It's kind of right. crazy, right, if you stop and think about right. it. Right. They don't want to tell you how not to be on 100 pills because that's where they're <laughs> making their money at, right? It's, um, you know... I hate to be that cynical, but yes. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of the symptoms, and so literally, like I said, I looked at diet and exercise as a way to get off my meds, and I did end up getting off my meds and being able to manage my symptoms for, again, I, I was diagnosed probably 12 years ago now. Um, so 
I've been able to manage them without being on meds every day for the past 12 years. So talk, if you will, a little bit about what kind of that journey included, right? So what does that mean? You've changed your diet, you've changed your movement, you've changed your, like, where did you, I, sorry, this is, I, like, I'm phrasing this question terribly. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of where did it start, right? Because you could talk a little bit about what you're doing now as far as exercise and diet mm-hmm. and self-care and all that. But it mm-hmm. wasn't like you flipped a switch, right? There had to have been a journey towards that. Well, yeah. Point. So kind of like, where'd you start? Like, all right, I'm going to give up Diet Coke. Like, where'd you start? <laughs> well, and, and funny part is, Diet Coke is one of my favorite things. <laughs> well, it was. I, it, it was at the time. Um, I, and that was one of the things that I really couldn't give up. Like, I literally would have, like, one, maybe once a month. Um, but I haven't had one in, like, over a year now. So it's, you know. But that was funny that you mentioned that. But for me, it started with Google. It literally started with Google and looking at what foods helped with headaches. Um, mm. Because my main symptom with my Chiari was having severe migraines. So the medicine that they put me on was anti-migraine medication. Um, so basically, you know, I have to take something every day to basically, you know, not get the migraines. So, again, I looked at what foods I could eat, like almonds and things like that, that would literally help with the migraines if I did have one. Also looking at how, what my triggers were and keeping a journal of like, okay, this is when you're getting these headaches. Was it stress? And a lot of my headaches were stress-induced, which is one of the main reasons why I retired because working in the Philadelphia school district is very stressful. Um, so literally I would go to work and I would come home. No, for real though. Like, you know, I would oh, go to work sure, and I would course. come home and I would literally have to be in bed because I would have these debilitating, debilitating headaches. So, um, trying to manage my stress, I started to meditate. Um, I started to pray more and really just sit. And then that's when I started to work out and, you know, go on walks and go to the gym. So all of these things, like they tell you, you know, the best medicine is sunlight, exercise, water, right? All of these things to heal your body. And it really is the truth. And so I really just tapped into that. And then also at the time, I, I knew I had allergies, but I also found out I was, I'm allergic to literally everything, basically mm. air, food, everything. <laughs> and so I was still eating foods that were triggering me as well, triggering symptoms as far as just having gastro issues and things like that. So I also had to pay attention to my body and pay attention to the foods that I was eating. Um, I also started to juice uh, regularly and because I'm not really big on eating a lot of veggies, but I know that I need them, you know? So I started juicing and created my own food and juice recipes, um, created my own recipes that were less than 500 calories um, for foods that I could actually eat, right? Um, Eliminated a lot of foods from my diet. So, you know, I'm allergic to like wheat, corn, bread, like all of these things. So I don't eat any of that stuff. I mean, I do sometimes, but... (laughs) Well, you know, it's so interesting because when you identify foods that are triggers for you, sometimes you make a decision, like, I know I'm going to pay for this in some kind of way. Right, but right, today right. Like, when I eat like, it. 
Right. So you can make sort of an informed decision. But how did you ident start to identify these things? Did you have testing or was it really uh, kind of trial and error and being really attentive or some combination of that? Well, it was me going to the hospital and passing out in the teacher's lounge. Um, I got <laughs> ate a fruit salad that um, made me realize I was allergic to fruit. So <laughs> it was, you know, okay. you know that thing, I think Oprah says, like, you know, you'll be hit with like a stone multiple times and then like the brick will hit you so yeah you know, i had i had like several instances where i had allergic allergic reactions to fruit but i was like well, i'm not really allergic you know first it was like i'm eating the banana and my mouth is burning you know and i'm like hmm, but i love bananas so i'm gonna keep eating them you know what i'm saying <laughs> um and then i was literally on my lunch break at school one day and i had a fruit salad again being healthy um had a fruit salad and literally I had to be transported to the hospital on an ambulance. So after that, I was like, oh, okay, so I am allergic to fruit. <laughs> and then I found an allergist, um, had allergy testing done and saw that I was allergic to all of these things. And even at that point, I was still eating certain things. Um, because again, you're like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and pay for it. But after a while, it's like, it's not even worth it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the 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 pain that I'm going to feel after eating this these you know whatever it is like chips or whatever the case may be is like yeah at this point I don't even want it you know after you start, for me I guess it came with age you know when I was younger because yeah. I was diagnosed with my allergies when I was like about 25 so it's been almost 20 years now since I've you know had a strawberry or a banana um, but I would still you know because those like fruit will put me into anaphylactic shock but other things like corn and wheat and things like that they really just mess with my gastro system so i can still kind of eat those things but like you said i'm going to pay for it afterwards and now yeah. it's like yeah i don't even i don't even want to pay for it afterwards <laughs> it's not worth it yeah. so i so it's i think it is maybe a little bit of age at least for me too so for me it's a lot of sugar like if i have a piece of birthday cake i know i'm going to get a headache if I have a, an mm -hmm. ice cream cone, like I can have a, I can have a couple of bites, but that kind of intensive sugar is going to give me a headache and make me feel like crap. So for me, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I really want the birthday cake. But to your point, as I've gotten older, I, I maybe it's just that I feel like I'm a little bit less resilient. It takes me longer to recover. I don't know. But more often than not, I'm like, yeah, no, not worth it. Yeah. Um, and it's like but, we've had enough cake in our lifetime. Like we know what it right. tastes like, and we know what, <laughs> and we know what's gonna happen to us after. You know what I mean? So it's like eh, I don't feel like I, that today. <laughs> exactly. So one of the uh, one of the pieces that is really interesting and important from your story and your journey that I also think is worth. It's almost like buried in your message a little bit, and that is everybody is really different and if you just go looking the world is going to tell you that fruit is good for you mm -hmm. but fruit is not necessarily good for everyone right. and this little health health and wellness journey is really personal and that's not only okay like that's good absolutely absolutely right? And I, and it's funny because I just had this conversation um, today, literally, um, because a couple of days I had posted my weight loss transformation. I'm down 74 pounds. 
And, you know, people have been asking me, you know, how did you do it? How did you do it? And I'm like, it doesn't matter how I did it because what works for mm-hmm. me doesn't work for you. Right. Um, you know, we have two different bodies. I said, I can literally tell you everything that I'm doing and you could try to replicate it and still not have the same results as me because your body is completely different. You have a completely different, um, chemical hormonal makeup than me. We're not the same person. And so weight loss is a very personalized thing. So yes, you can take motivation and you can take inspiration from people, but you should never look to follow what someone's doing exactly because it's not going to work the same on you. You know, like for me, I'm allergic to fruit, right? So I can only have literally a small number of fruits that I'm not allergic to. So where somebody else might be like, you know, I'm having a banana smoothie this morning. I can't have banana. You know what I mean? I can't have strawberries. So it's completely different for me than it's going to be for you. And I think people need to really, really, you know, some people say, well, my 195 doesn't look the same as your 195. Why? Because we're not the same person. (laughs) We don't, you know, we don't have the same body makeup. You know, you might be taller than me. You might be shorter than me. My body is going to, might be differently proportioned than yours. You might be top heavy. You might be a pear shape. I might be a triangle shape. It's, it's not going to look the same because we're not the same. And I think a lot of people want to, they want to find similarities, but not really take into account that we are all differently and uniquely made. And there's another huge piece to that, which is everybody's body is going to feel different. So what a mm-hmm. particular number feels like to one person is not going to feel the same way to another. And that's a little bit of this kind of what is true and authentic and good for you is not necessarily the same for someone else. This whole like, compare and despair society and culture we're in. Yeah, it's like do what works for you. Literally sit down with your body figure out what works for me. Like I said, I can, you know, I can share. I have no problem with sharing, but I I also sometimes hate to share because again, people get in that I'm going to do exactly what you did and why didn't this work for me? You get what I'm saying? And that's not how life works at all. No, not how it works. And I, I suppose it's coming from a place of you are inspiring me because I'm watching your journey and I'm inspired by it. So I want to do what you're doing. And I think, gosh, like the, it's so much more complicated. On the, like on the one hand, it's more complicated than that. On the other hand, it's simpler than that, right? Right, right. Because it's really, it's really very simple, you know. But I think people in my community, they take away from me I, I, because I think I've, I relay this message over and over and over again. So I've kind of trained my community and audience to, again, do what works for you. And so I think that's why the other thing with our, you know, our um, when I did my weight loss challenge, because SBF originally started as a weight loss challenge. But with that weight loss challenge, there were guidelines. There was no, you have to do this, 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 and that. You get what I'm saying? And it worked because people were able to take the guidelines and customize them to themselves. And even with now, we do a consistency. We no longer do the weight loss challenge, but we do a consistency challenge. So with the consistency challenge, I give them six things to pick from, and they pick three of the six things to do for 30 days. So again, you get to tailor it to yourself and work on the things that you feel like you should be, you have to work on. 
but we can all have that overall theme of being consistent at something. You get what I'm saying? And still work with that as a community. And I think there's an element of, I hate to use the cliche of the growth mindset, but it's like, this is a journey and we can continue to level it up and we can continue to learn and we can continue to get better and it's a journey that we're all on and like that's awesome yeah it is I, i'm i'm very proud of the work that i do um it doesn't often hit me you know but i'll have people like i just had someone say you're today, busy like, you right know, <laughs> right you know sometimes i have to sit in it i just had somebody say to me today yeah. like you know your food journal that you created years ago you know i have created this food journal like six years ago they're like it really helped me just getting you know i still use the the documents from the weight loss challenge even now because it's so simple you know what i mean and it's something that you can literally incorporate into your life forever. And I often have to sit with that and say, oh, wow, like, this is, this is helping people. <laughs> I, I, and I, you know, I, I said it, and I, I said it, you know, sort of sarcastically, like, because you're busy, but I, I mean it really, truly. We're so busy doing Mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we don't necessarily take the time to step back and realize the impact that all that doing is, is having because we keep moving forward. Right. We keep moving forward to the next thing, the next thing to do. Yeah. But sometimes exactly. we really have, we have to stop. So like next year I'm, I'm planning on taking a three month break uh, to sit in it. You know what I mean? Um, and that comes with, again, self-work therapy, all the things that I do and also taking care of myself because I also have to remind myself that I do have a brain disorder, right? And I don't function like everybody else. Sometimes I forget, just like the people, you know, my community forget because I don't always, you don't see it outwardly. It's, you know, Chiari is what we would call an invisible illness. So I'm so used to going and going and going that I have to remember like, hey, your brain doesn't work like everybody else's does. You know, it's a little bit harder for you to do things. But they still get done. Um, that's the other reason why I make no excuses. And I really am like kind of, you know, hard when people have excuses. Because I'm like, my brain don't work. Like, <laughs> uh, so if you I were bet you can't some... trump that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So if you were to sum up, if you can, what is the mission of your work? The mission of my work is to empower people to love the bodies that they have, love the life that they have, while working on the life that they want, or just being happy where you are, right? Um, I always say I don't sell clothes, I sell confidence. That's the other thing. It's like I want people to be happy with where they are in their bodies, in their lives, because we always have that destination happiness, right? If I lose the five pounds, yep. if I get the husband, if I get the partner, you know, if I get the new job, if I get the new car, if I get the bigger house, I'll be happy out, you know? And really it's like, be happy where you are now. Be happy with where you are now. Be grateful with where you are now because that's all a part of your journey. It's all a part of your story. And that is what takes you to the next level. Because you, if, you're, yeah. if you're not happy with the smaller things, you're never going to be happy with the bigger things. There's just going to be another thing that you, you know, you knock off on a list of things that you need to do. 
And that's why, you know, I said, I'm really taking the time off. My therapist said to me, she said, when are you going to let your five-year-old self enjoy what you've accomplished in life? And I said, ooh, okay, tell me off. Um, (laughs) Gosh, I hate when they give me my own advice back. (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, which, I, you know, it, it's actually really interesting that you say that because I, the reality is you really are, because I assume you pay your therapist like most of us yeah. do, you're actually <laughs> paying someone to give you your own freaking advice back. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you uh, know, sometimes we need to hear it from other people. I, I, that's exactly my point. Like, we all need to hear it. Even you who is doing this work. Your life's mm-hmm. work is doing this work for other people. You still need to be reminded of it yourself. And I think that's really beautiful. Absolutely. We still need to do, we still need to hear it from other people. And, you know, even therapists have therapists, right? Um, exactly. The motivational speakers, they have someone that they go to for motivation. So we all, we all need somebody that we can Put a, that can put a mirror to us and make us look at ourselves and be more self-aware. So I appreciate it. So uh, there's um, there's another sort of uh, I'm torn between two questions. Let me let me go in this direction, which is <laughs> this whole idea of appreciating where we are and being happy where we are. I think that. For some people, the reason that that's difficult, and it's difficult for a whole host of reasons, right? I feel like I I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. Like there's that whole world. There's Mm -hmm. also the feeling for some, and I think I fall into this, which is why I'm raising it, of if I'm truly happy where I am right now, it's going to destroy my drive and my sense of ambition. No, I don't think so. I don't I think, think so either, but I think there's that little voice, right? I, I, right it's going to make right. me complacent. Right. I don't think so. Because I also, you, you ever think about, think about when you were a child, right? Or even when you were in your 20s and you thought, you know, when I get older, I'm going to do this, right? And then you accomplish that. The present is the future that you dream for. So at some point in your life, you dream for this particular moment. And so you should be happy in that moment. And any other moment in the future is going to be something that you're dreaming for now. So I love that. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with being happy in the moment that you're in, because the moment that you're in was the future that you prayed for back in the day. And so if we can never be happy in the moments that we're in, does that then what's the point of dreaming? Because those and dreams are the moments that become our present only, or our past. Right. And if you're only dreaming dreams that are completely unattainable, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. why? I guess the question becomes like, why are you making that choice? Why, why are you dreaming dreams that are impossible? Mm-hmm. Why and are you, you are you exactly are you do you want to be in pain do you want to torture yourself right. because you're you know <laughs> and for me I, I I don't know for me I never think that anything is unattainable it might take a little bit longer 
but I don't think anything's unattainable. And I also, you know, my mother always tells me, like, everything you've ever said you were going to do, you've done. And I have. So then it's like, when you have accomplished everything that you set up to accomplish, when do you take the time to sit in that if you're always on to the next thing? When do you take the time to say, Dag, I really did this and enjoy that if you're always going on to the next thing? And like I said, that's what my therapist said. When are you going to let five-year-old you enjoy what you accomplished, what you told her you were going to do? Yeah. But what you so didn't what even you know that you were. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, I want to know what you're going to do with your three months. <laughs> I don't know, but some things you didn't even know you were going to do. I didn't even know. I, SBF was never a goal of mine. You know, my goal was to become a teacher, um, to show, you know, kids who look like me in the inner city from the hood that you could be successful. Um, you know, you can have tattoos and be successful. Like, that was my goal. That was my dream in life, right? SBF wasn't even on a radar for me. Being a business owner wasn't on a radar for me. But, you know, God comes in with things that bigger dreams than we could ever dream of, right? So, again, this dream that I'm living in, this life that I'm presently in right now is something that I never could have imagined or dreamed for myself, right? Right. Um. So to sit in it and be like, Dad, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I've been on Forbes. I've been on Black Enterprise. I've been on Good Morning America. I've been on The View. I've been on, like, you know, and I'm like, I've never really in, I'm, I'll be 44 next month, and I've literally been working for 40 years. I've been working mm-hmm. since I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. In that time, I probably had two weeks at the longest of a, any type of vacation. So I am going to enjoy, I'm going to travel, I'm going to, you know, be with my kids, be with my granddaughter, um, and I am just going to enjoy this life that I've built for myself without having to worry about numbers and sales projections and, you know what I mean, and and marketing and all of these things. So that's what I'm going to do. Take care of myself, you know, continue to work out go to therapy more, you know what I mean? Like really take that time to just pour back into myself because I've poured into others for so many years um, that I just need a little recharge so that but, I can continue to do the work that I do. Right. But because you now have this passion and this mission and this entrepreneurial bug, there is no doubt in my mind that one of the things that's going to come out of this rest and reset is a whole bunch of new ideas that you can't wait to start activating on, right? Exactly. And that's what it is because sometimes we get so burnt out, you know, and last night I was talking to, you know, and I don't know if you guys believe in this, but I have a medium. So I was talking to my medium. I have have a crazy (laughs) medium story for you one day, but we will do that (laughs) offline. But oh, yes. So I was talking to my medium yesterday and she was like, you know, I just feel like there's this block of creativity. And I was like, it's funny you say that because I feel it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, so I was, you know, asking her about my break and she was like, you need to take the break. She was like, because once you take this break, after you come back from this break, business is going to be booming. And I'm like, okay, 
you know, and I think so much we get caught up in that doing, 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 that we don't understand that the magic is in doing nothing sometimes. Uh, keep, keep preaching at me, please, because that is a lesson. <laughs> that is, it's funny because that's a lesson that I know intellectually and I am incapable personally of putting into place. Though I know it's no, true. I know to. it to be true, you and yet I to. can't. Yeah, well. Let's see we'll what happens. Talking. Here, you know, here's the thing I always say, right? If you don't want to sit down and take the time off, God will sit you down. Oh, I know it. And so I know you it. have no choice. So it's like yep. do it by choice as opposed to not, not having any choice, right? Um, and that goes into, again, me having a brain disorder, listening to my body, being very in tune to my body. Cause like another thing that was coming up most recently. Um, so I suffer from panic and anxiety. I don't, I don't, I hate to say suffer, but I've lived with panic and anxiety disorder. It's one of the side effects from my brain disorder as well, because PRA is a, you know, it's a, a neural issue. Um, so, you know, I've, dealt with panic and anxiety disorder for over a decade and um, most recently my panic attacks started coming back in full force full force and again I had them managed I haven't been on meds in over seven years but they start coming back to the point where I had to get put back on meds after seven years so that was my body telling me that you're doing too much you're holding on to this stress and it is like it is literally stressing you out so something has to give because like I said if you don't want to sit down, God will sit you down, <laughs> right? He'll say, okay, I tried, to, I tried to let you do it on your own, but you're not hearing what I'm trying to say. So let me, let me go ahead and handle some things and sit you down for a little bit. So once I realized that, I'm like, okay, it's time for me to take this break. You know, I've been, I've been in business for 10 years, and I had to think, like, for 10 years, there hasn't been a day that I haven't been without my laptop right next to me, in my bed with me, um, you know, <laughs> constantly on social media. Like, there hasn't been. And it's like, Dad, you've been doing this for 10 years, and it's like, take a break. Three months is not going to destroy your business, right? And I think we get so caught up in that, you know, out of sight, out of mind, especially with the world that we live in now where everything is, you know, people's attention spans are short. Um, you want to remain relevant. You want to turn out as much content as you can. And it's like, let, let the people miss me for a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, if people want to learn more about you, learn more about your business, find you on social, uh, we'll put all of this in the show notes, but just run through the details for anybody who's out walking and just wants it in their ear. Where are the best places to find you? And when is it that you are taking this break? Is this imminent? Is this like a New Year's Day situation? No, it's in February. So, you know, we like, I have to plan, right? So we have to get everything set up <laughs> for the sabbatical. Um, because, again, I'm not just going to let my business go without being set up and ready to run without me. The business will still be running. Um, right now, we're still doing our, you know, we're doing our end of the year 50-mile walk challenge. In January, we'll be doing our consistency challenge to start off the new year. So I'm going to get the girls started off right, right? You know, I'm not going to leave them. Um, we'll kick it off at the beginning of the year. So sbsbody.com is our website, sbsbody on every social platform. Instagram is where you can find me at the most. Um, that is my preferred platform of choice. 
And uh, Zakia Blaine is my personal Instagram page, um, which is where, you know, I'm more active on there. But all the pages are pretty much active, but that's where you can find me at. Perfect. Well, uh, thank you for being here. If we don't speak before then, enjoy your sabbatical. Uh, but I sort of feel like there's some fun things we could do together around walking. Yes, I enjoyed this. Yes, I enjoyed yes. this conversation. I loved it. I loved I, it. I did too. We could have kept talking for another hour. <laughs> right, right, right. I loved it. I loved it. Enjoy the day. Have a beautiful holiday season. And let's talk again soon. Alright, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for today's Walk & Talk. Catch new episodes featuring inspiring guests every week in the 99 Walks app and all the places podcasts live. Until then, I wish you happy trails.